Shalom, everybody. Um, we're continuing with where we left off in the Kutah Lachot section, or Achayim, the laws of the blessings of Thanksgiving, Bekat Hoda'ah, discourse number six, paragraph ten. Since Rav Nosin refers us to see and look in Likutei Moran, lesson 250, for this concept that Hashem uses a future concept in order to bring salvation for the present, which is Rav Nosin based himself upon, to show that this is the remedy, this is the solution. To borrow the joy from the future, this concept, Rav Nassim says, to look in Likut Yemran Lesson 250, to solidify it and understand it better. So we saw fitting to bring in right now the opening paragraphs of this short lesson. It's a short lesson, but we will only bring in what's relevant to what is brought down here in the Likut Anachot. You can see the whole lesson in its entirety in Lesson 250. We're bringing in the first parts just to explain what Avnosin is trying to say. You can better understand what he's saying. Plus, he himself said, Ayin Sham. He says to see there. So it's important that you do take a look and see what he says there in Lesson what Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 250 in Likut Yemuram. So this is the opening of the lesson. 250. Da, you should know. You should know that all types of suffering and pain is only because of lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge is, is what, what's causing the person to feel the suffering and the pain. Because someone who has knowledge, wisdom, what is the knowledge that he has to possess? And he knows that everything is divine providence, is directly under the supervision, that's the better word here, is under the supervision of Hashem blessed be. It's coming from God and you do see, you know this 100%. So if that's the case, if you know it's coming from Hashem, what's to complain? The person suffering disappears because he sees it's coming from God, so it must be okay, it must be part of the picture. The reason why a person suffers is because he's against it. Oh, I don't want this, I don't deserve this, I want to get off of this. person doesn't want to accept the situation, so he has the suffering. But when you see it's from Hashem, under His complete supervision, it's directly from Him, ah, this is what Hashem wants, so this must be good. Right? So then he doesn't have any suffering. He doesn't feel the pain, any pain. Because the rule is, like it says in Eov chapter 1, Hashem takes and Hashem gives. Hashem, sorry, Hashem gives and Hashem takes. So what are you complaining about? And even though, nonetheless, there are sufferings that, that one must feel them. For example, we're not going to go into this, but this is what he says here. The suffering that comes because of what's called like chemistry combinations, admixtures. He explains what does he mean by harkava. Such as, for example, the suffering that the person experiences when the soul is beginning to leave the body before death, for example. And these are the suffering of the sick person that come upon him when the soul is beginning to spread away, to, take, to disappear, to slowly step back from parts of the body. So that's the harkava, the combination he mentioned, the type of suffering of harkava. And because the soul was so connected to, so attached to the body, with a very strong and lasting 
attachment connection. Alken beechreach margish ha'isurim beetz aperud. So when you're separating two things that were so bonded and binded together and connected, it's out of must, out of necessity, that a person feels the suffering at the time of the separation. Afal pichen, but even so, even though there are pain that you do feel in life, and this is the example that he brings. Nonetheless, Nonetheless, even these types of sufferings, the suffering is much easier to handle, much pleasant and easier and less painful to take, to receive, when you know in a clear, clear knowledge that everything is under the supervision from Hashem, blessed be He. It's not out of His domain. It's not out of His supervision. You see clearly this is from Hashem. This applies even to this type of suffering that He brought an example of, of before death, and all the more so, all other less sufferings and pains. That you won't feel these lesser sufferings at all when you have this awareness and knowledge of Hashem's divine supervision complete. And we should know the essence of the pain from suffering is because from heaven they take away the dot from the person so that he should feel the pain. So the whole thing is from a lack of dot. Okay? And this now is the essence of the pain that the Jewish people as a whole experience in exile. The spiritual pain, or physical also, but mainly the spiritual pain, the emotional pain. Everything is because they fell from this knowledge, this awareness, and they blame everything on the laws of nature, rationale and nature, and in just chance happenings, and in the mazal, the luck, what can you do? And this is why the Jewish people in exile experience suffering and pain as mentioned above because they take away the da'at. The da'at is removed here. And now how come this happened? This comes upon the Jewish nation because they are living amongst the nations and learned from their ways, from the ways of the nations. So it brushes off of them eventually. Mechamat, but and, and why? Why? Why is there an opening? <coughs> it's, it's, it's amazing how he's explaining the whole beginning of secular Judaism. This exactly this. That wh- how, what what allowed the opening for the Jews to learn from the Gentiles in the exile? Mechamat sheroin sheatam matzlachat meod, because the Jews see how the Gentiles, while we're in exile, they're very successful. Their moment has a lot of success, they're doing well, and look at us, we're suffering and everything, no more need to suffer, let's be one with them, that was the whole ta'ana, the whole argument of the reformed Judaism in its beginning, in its onset. The Israel the Jewish people in exile, are looked down upon, insulted, and full of shame, and low, low lives. Alken, because of this discomfort and this embarrassment and shame, thus they learn from the nations 
and they learn to blame everything on the laws of nature and chance. And this itself is the cause, the, the reason itself why the Jews have suffering. There's no more da'at. They took it away. For if the Jews would have maintained the da'at, the awareness that everything is under direct divine supervision, they would not have had any suffering at all, like we said earlier. And the truth is, this is not the reality. The truth is that the Jewish people are above the laws of nature. It's only that when they sin, God forbid, as I know, they fall to be under the jurisdiction of the laws of nature. Like the nations, the Gentiles, that they are under the luck, the laws of luck and of nature, the laws of nature and chance. And that is why then, at that point, the Jews experience the exile and suffering, God forbid. And the whole, again, he stresses, and the essence of their suffering and their exile that the Jewish people are going through is only through this itself. Because they, they don't have da'at, they don't have the awareness, and they blame everything on the laws of nature. They use the laws of nature as the excuse and the reason for everything that's going on. Here we go now. That's the down of the lesson. Now the beginning up point. And when Hashem, blessed be He, wants to have pity on the Jewish people and to save them from their exile and to make an end, a finish, an end from their dire straits that they're going through. So Hashem on His own initiative draws upon them His supervision. And then at that point, Hashem subdues and nullifies the laws of nature and of, of luck that would have dictated and ordered that the Jewish people be under their jurisdiction and their laws of nature and of luck. And at that point, Hashem makes like guilty, as, 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 as the wording is, to, to be revealed that this is wrong, the, the, those who are causing opposition and suffering to the Jewish people. In other words, it's like if the nations are causing them problems, for example, or anybody else. So Hashem, then He punishes those who are causing the tightness to the Jewish people. And the Jewish people overpower their enemies and those who are causing them problems through the laws of divine supervision now, divine providence. So He goes on, and this is where we want to get to. And you should know, where does this Hashgachaf come from? And this is what's connected to what we're saying here, and Rav Nosen saying in this discourse here in the Kutah Alachot. This is why we went into this in the first place. Hashem draws the divine providence, the supervision that He brings upon the Jews to save them. He draws it to them from the end of the world, the end of time. Because in the future, at the time of the end of the exile, 
Yitbatel ha-teva legamre. The laws of nature will be totally nullified. Velo Everything will be governed by, by, by divine supervision alone. Kemashika too, like the verse says in Yeshaya, Isaiah chapter 51, for the heavens, he is a foretaste of the prophecy of the future. For the heavens will, like smoke, be mixed up. Nimlachu will be like mixed up and not not strong, not standing, and the earth will become withered like an old, tattered piece of clothing. Hainu, in other words, what does that mean? That this heaven and earth will won't be as they are now. That in other words, the laws of nature which are governed governed to us through the heavens and the earth. That's what we have. Everything is in the heaven or in the earth. That that will that will cease to be existing strongly. Meaning, the the, the laws of nature will see will cease to exist. That the laws of nature work through the whole system of astrology, the stars and the constellations. This is what it means in the verse in Isaiah chapter 51, Nimlachu, mixed up. That the constellations and astrology, the stars, etc., which are governing the laws of nature, will be totally mixed up, confused, everything, all the mazalot, all those that are governing the laws of nature and, and luck. There will be no more laws of luck. Everything will be just divine supervision and at that point the Jewish people will be on top not like now where we're the lowest of the low therefore now based on this even now he says Rabbi Nachman when Hashem blessed be He wants to make an end and the finishing off of a certain Gentile nation and that the Jewish people will be above because until now they're presently suffering from the oppression of this nation so then what does Hashem do he draws upon the Jewish people divine supervision coming from the end of the world at the end of, at the, end of the exile that at that point there will only be divine supervision so Hashem taps into that future supervision and brings it in now it's through this divine supervision that the Jews have an elevation, have an ascent. And it's made an end and a finishing off of the, of the nations, the Gentile nations, who were causing problems to the Jewish people. This is even spiritually, not just a physical subjugation under a physical exile under nations, but also the spiritual subjugation under certain aspects of a nation. If a nation introduced dangerous technology or Hollywood, whatever, I'm not going to go into specifics, and to ruin people, the Jewish people can go above them through the divine supervision shining from the future. This is what it says in Yechezkel chapter 7, Ketz Ba'aketz, a very funny verse. The end comes the end. What does it mean the end comes the end? What's Ketz Ba'aketz? It's a hint here to what we're saying here. In other words, when Hashem blessed be He wants to bring an end and a finish to the nations, any specific Gentile nation, So the verse is reading, then Hashem draws divine supervision from the final end. So the verse is reading, the 
ketz, to make a ketz, an end to a specific straits, dire straits that we're going through, a specific nation, Baha ketz, Hashem brings from the future end in order to do so, as mentioned above. So this fits in nicely where Rav Nosson shows us that you have to borrow the simcha from this future. That just like in there, the future hashgacha is what saves the Jews. He says, Rav Nosson, the simcha also of this amazing attitude, which will obviously be a lot of simcha, like he's going to say coming up in the next section of the Kutu Alachot, that not just will divine providence prevail, but joy, true joy will also prevail. So you're tapping into this joy, which is, which is akin to, which is synonymous with the divine providence, this divine supervision, tapping into it to bring joy into the present Galut, and that way to get out of this present Galut. Amazing, amazing, what Rav Nosson says here, and how he explains and brings from Rabbi Nachman's lesson.